What's up, classmates? Today's podcast episode is a class discussion we recorded March 23rd on Instagram Live with Kid Super. This was honestly a surreal moment for me, just being a Kid Super fan for the last eight, nine years, following his journey very closely. It's because of people like him that made it possible for No Diploma to just believe in our ideas and to just play by our own rules. So that being said, there would be no diploma without a Kid Super. There was some beautiful stories told in this interview. Hope that you guys enjoy it. Make sure to check out our previous class discussions. They're all available in all streaming platforms. Take care, guys. Stay safe. Stay creative. Much love. Peace. Yo! What's up? <laughs> What's Hello, up? guys. How are you, man? We're going live, baby. We're live, baby. We're in the... the <laughs> You're in the basement? Where you at? I'm at my mom's house. No way. Okay, nice. Yeah. Oh, and the same, she'll probably make a appearance because um, she's incredibly... Uh, what's the opposite of shy? Right. Super, yeah. super mom. Super forward. <laughs> She's pretending to hide. Man. Hi, mom. Hey, mom. <laughs> Look. Where's she? Oh, yes. Yeah. She's on her yoga grind. Hola. No, that's her hiding. That's her, yeah. <laughs> Bro, yeah. thank you so much for doing this, man. It means like the whole world to us. We're big supporters, big fans of. Uh, no, I, I saw the soccer clip, so I had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the biggest question we, we had for you was like, um, why'd you say yes to this? You know, like, well, <laughs> one, um, the soccer video was impressive. And mm. from one soccer player to another, I appreciate the toilet paper challenge. Yeah. And then second was like the, the stuff you were saying about inspiring you guys and stuff. I mean, mm. obviously that's kind of a weird, not a weird feeling for me, but like, it's cool, or for me to talk about it out loud is kind of funny, but that I inspired you is cool, and you know, you're doing your yeah. own thing. And as I said before, your graphics and aesthetics were fire, so you know, <laughs> Thank you, I, I appreciated it. And I yeah. thought, you know, you're on your grind, I'm on my grind, and let's, let's do this. No, I appreciate it, man. And like, it's funny because we just started this like five days ago, like with quarantine yeah. and everything. We just, as a small brand, we're just at home, we're it, like, fuck, what do we do, you know? It's so, funny that the quarantine is kind of pushing people to like finally bro. say yes or finally do something. Maybe it's possible then. Yeah, yeah. No? exactly. And yeah. so we did it for like four or five days with nothing really expected from it. And then one day, bro, we just wake up, woke up like two days ago and I'm like, yo, should we, should we start hitting up like some big people to get on here? And uh, I'm like, I don't know if, I don't know if I feel ready, you know? And then Al right. just looked at me, he's like, bro, like, we were never ready. Like, right. there was never a time we were ready. We always learn when they go, you know? And so uh, I was like, man, that's kind of like the kid super mindset, you know? It's just kind of like not giving a fuck and just going out there, so. Yeah, I, I always say, like, the, jour the journey's more interesting and more important than the actual final result. Right, so, yeah. And you don't know what's going to happen. I that's mean, the it. amount of times we've said, yes jokingly to projects and then it ended up being absolutely amazing it's like right. almost almost every project <laughs> <laughs> and oh. what's funny is like so many people don't know what they're doing you know what i mean and That's then if you give it i think the whole thing is like can you outwork and try harder than everybody else and then mm -hmm. also if you do it enough times you 
build a kind of a talent and craft to things. I think that's a huge thing too. It's like a lot of people are expecting to, it to happen overnight or whatever. Right. Like, I've been making t-shirts since I was like 14. It's like almost. Is that like, a paint? We got a paintbrush on you, eh? Oh yeah, I mean, we always, hey, bro, what are you doing? We always have, I have, this is a little art <laughs> studio and then hey. there's some of my paintings, but, um, nice. Yeah. We're trying to make, um, you know, I always try to do stuff, but this is actually my mom's little area. She's a painter artist. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the big questions we had is like your roots yeah. and like, who built like what built Kid Superman? Like like your your confidence, your self belief, your like your whole mindset. Like I want to know like the the roots, the origins, your upbringing. Like what? Like, um. You know? Okay. Cool. So, yeah, I was born in New York City. My mom is from Spain, and my dad is from Ireland, and they had both moved to America to try to you know, the American dream, I think. And yeah. then they met each other and then I was born. And then <laughs> since, since they were, uh, they were kind of wild people themselves. Both of them were go, like going into the unknown, which was America, trying to pursue different kind of goals that they didn't know. Right. And so that always was in the back of my head. Like they were always taking this huge leap. So from when I was like two, to or three to 12 I moved like every two years so I moved from New York to Chicago back to New York then I did kindergarten in Mexico then what? I went to, for how long for a year and then <laughs> I, I, I moved from Mexico to Beloit Wisconsin and Dougie play <laughs> <laughs> um great question Doug yeah I love it Doug yeah. um and then um then I moved to Wisconsin when I was six and Wisconsin was like a very small town. And then when I was 12, I moved back to New York city. So I had this like incredibly diverse. unique, diverse upbringing where it was, I was in Mexico for a year. Then I was in Wisconsin, which is like the Midwest, very small town where you could go. And it was actually kind of free because we all had lawns. We all had uh, woods. There was no, there wasn't so many people. So it didn't matter if you, didn't come home one night, you know what I mean? Because you'd sleep over or whatever. And then from there, I moved to New York City. And it's funny because in Wisconsin, yeah. you stay a kid when you're really young. But when you go to high school, you kind of grow up fast because people get bored. They start doing drugs. They start do going, uh, caring about girls, getting girls pregnant, all these things. And then I had moved <laughs> to New York. And New York, people think you grow up fast. But in high school, it's kind of there isn't so much growing fast in the terms of like getting girls pregnant or getting drunk or all that stuff is kind of slowed down because we don't have basements. We don't have like, there wasn't so many places to do that. Right. So I was surrounded by people that were kind of more motivated to do things. And everyone who had moved to New York city, their parents had moved there for a reason. You know what I mean? So a lot of my best friends were kids of immigrants. So they had this kind of like drive, to be something. And right. so when I was in high school, I started making t-shirts just fucking around because we didn't have an arts program. So I went to like a super math science high school in Brooklyn that you had to test into. And so instead of taking arts class, which we didn't have, me and my friends were making t-shirts and we were just fucking around. Like we made it for your birthday. It was stencils on spray. <laughs> 
And then we had heard about, you know, Supreme and 10 Deep and Mishka and Only and all these brands that were based out of New York City. And we were like, we're from New York City. They're from New York City. We should try this. So yeah, me and like, like it happen. Of course. Me and like 10, it was like eight of us started this brand called Bots Brick Oven T-shirt. Yeah, I remember seeing that. And I was, I think we were sophomore juniors in high school. And we made about three T-shirts and we made a profit, probably about $300 total. So we had to split that amongst 10 people. So we all got 30 bucks. That was in your dorm room, man. Eh? No, that was in high school. That was oh, in high school. before high that school. college. Yeah. So then, but it was funny. It was like 10 people. We were making no money. And there's a lot of arguing, right? How you distribute the money, you know? Like... Yeah. It's like, everyone was like, I deserve more money. I deserve <laughs> And we were like, oh my God, we're fighting over 30 bucks. Imagine if this like ever started making serious money. So then we all kind of deferred, we all kind of split up after high school. And I went a year to Brazil to play soccer. So I deferred for a year and went where to go you, play. Where did and you I went try to, out? Yeah, I went to try out for a team called Vitoria in uh, Salvador Bahia. Mm, and so I was there for like eight months, nine months. And that was a crazy experience. And the soccer lifestyle is like, you play twice in the morning and then you have the complete day off. And since yeah. I wasn't from Brazil, I was, for the first couple months, I didn't speak um, Portuguese. Portuguese. Yeah. So I was just, had so much downtime. Cause that's what people don't understand is, but like soccer, professional soccer players only train in the morning and then they do workout and then they yeah. have all time free. So yeah. I had so much free time while I was being, being the soccer player that I was designing clothes. Oh, so, so I was there and I would, I had like, I was making websites from like, uh, I forgot this site, but it was like a Wix and I had yeah. this website and I was making t-shirts and all this stuff. And so when I finally came back from Brazil, I had already gotten into NYU and I had about three months before or four months before college started again. And so I had an internship where I was selling uh, Wata. It was called Wata. It was a water <laughs> company. And um, from there, that was hilarious because they had an amazing scanner, right? So I was using their oh, scanner for my yeah. designs. And then I met this kid who was also an intern who was really good at Photoshop and Illustrator. And so he was tutoring me Photoshop and Illustrator while we were in this... Um, fucking internship so then when i got to college one of the i was on the soccer team right at nyu and one of the first kids i met at soccer danny who's still my roommate now he uh roommate freshman year roommate could make websites and i was like i've been looking all over for you like all i need <laughs> is a website and so when i was a freshman um in college I met this kid who could make websites, which that was the thing, like everyone always talks about, um, is college good or bad? You know, do you right. need college and stuff like that? Yeah. And I was a math major in college, which is kind of completely, completely unrelated to what I'm doing, but I always wanted school to be something that was difficult and challenging. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't so much, school wasn't ever so much as like a career focusing thing. It was more of like a knowledge Make connection knowledge and yeah. meeting people. And mm -hmm. so that's what I would say. It's like, if you have the opportunity to go to college, just mm -hmm. take advantage of it as most. Like the first thing I did was meet someone who could make websites. And then I also had 
like there's 25,000 kids went to NYU, right? So then there's your I had so many fan base potential um, to, to uh, buy my clothes and stuff. Right. So that was how it all started. Were you selling them like from your dorm room? Like people would just yeah. come by, stop by, open Yeah, so since I was on the soccer team, <laughs> we got to pick our dorm room first because the athletes got to pick dorm rooms. Right. And our dorm room was called the penthouse because it was the top floor. So we just, <laughs> we just thought it was cool. That's so sick. you'd have to come to the penthouse and to, to cop a shirt. And cop a shirt. So <laughs> we, were, we were pretty cool. That's sick. Yeah, I, have a, I actually have a question about like the whole football thing. Um, what made you, like, what was the turning point that made you like choose uh, art over football? They were like, hey, now I'm gonna dedicate all my time yeah. to art. I'm gonna stop playing football. Well, I never really stopped playing. I was always playing in college, but the point when I was in Brazil, I was playing with these kids and one of them, I mean, they were like the best players in the world. Like Barcelona tried to buy the number 10 for $5 million at the time. And he was- Why, Why Brazil? Like that's the last player we'll go try out. <laughs> I know. Well, cause my coach, <laughs> looking back, I was like, wow, why did I go to the hardest country in the world? But my coach in high school, not my high school coach, but the team I was playing for, my club team, was Brazilian. Brazilian. So he had all these connects in Brazil. And he was like, and every oh, summer oh when we were like 13 to, from 14 to like 16, I went to Brazil just to play. Right. Because he was connected with different teams down there. So we'd go and play and get completely destroyed. And then be like, <laughs> okay, let's get better, let's get better. So then when I was, yeah, 17, I went. And looking back on it, I was playing with the best players in the world. But so I wasn't like I was a center midfielder and they were like, OK, go play right back. Like that was my skill level. I was like a right back skill level because their number 10 was obviously going to play for Barcelona. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was crazy. So during that time, I was like, fuck, is this do I deserve to be here? Am I this good, et cetera, et cetera. So that was like a big existential crisis. And then when I came back to playing college, college was fun, but not great. It wasn't that serious. I was like, fuck. And then, you know, this t-shirt stuff started taking. But I feel like I did my love for soccer and everything has never stopped. But and you're still you're still doing it with the whole Kid Super FC and yeah, and I play all the time. I, yeah. I play all the time and stuff. Yeah, if I ever get a tryout for like a sixth division uh, Romanian <laughs> team, I'm there. <laughs> Yo, what about the whole MLS thing, bro? Bro, you yeah, yeah. About it. you still need to make that MLS team. Yeah, I know my MLS. <laughs> Eight years left. It it took David Beckham like ten years to do it, so it's probably gonna take me at least <laughs> forty years. But like, how much influence does like the whole mindset of you playing a high level of soccer has on your art today, and how you like? Well, the funny thing is, like everybody that's in the Kid Super like team is a mm -hmm. soccer player. So Foda, which you yeah. probably know, he's a goalkeeper. So no way. Okay. That, but he was my goalkeeper growing up or at, in college. And then Danny was uh, the right back in college. And so Dope. just outside of that, I mean, I think if you've been on a team sport, mm. it makes you a good person. And that I also think like that idea of being on a team where you guys are all focused and fighting for one 
goal so, is yeah. really important because the nowadays I think a lot of people are so self, like so self goal oriented that yeah. they kind of lose track of helping other people. That's um, the thing when you play a sport too, it's so clear about like the direction that you're going in. The, like, right, yourself. so that's yeah. what's beautiful. It's like, we're, we know what we all need to do. Yeah, like, you everyone, to play hard. Yeah. You leave all other bullshit uh, away. Okay. And even like, I can think like, the first time you join a team, you might not like everybody on the team. You know what I mean? Right. But by the end, you're like, okay, I just fought this person for fucking two years. Obviously, I love him. So I right. think that's also a beautiful mentality. And it's like soccer removes everything. It removes yeah. class, social, blah, 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 yeah. every race thing. So, yeah, I think, I mean, being on a soccer team is, I think, the greatest thing you can do. Also, what I love is, like, when you're playing soccer, you know exactly what you're supposed to do, and you've been training for so long that you get in this, like, flow state where you're not consciously thinking. And that, if I could get into that on a regular basis, that'd be amazing. Oh, (laughs) wow. Dad, he pulled out the flow book. I pulled out the flow on the flow, bro. Wow, that's like my dad's favorite book. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I just started reading it not too long ago, but uh, yeah, that's your dad, man. It's kind of of my mom's favorite book. They're always trying to get me to read it. Nice. I said I'm already in the flow. I don't need yeah. to. <laughs> He's tuned in. But yeah, that the whole flow mentality of like when you're playing a sport, everything kind of shuts down around you. Yeah. And you're just right. so focused and yeah. it's like we're trying to know how, how the fuck that was possible, man. Yeah. Like, no, like, I remember one time I did I did like one of my favorite moves and I like jiggle blah blah and I scored and I remember being like, How the fuck like, did I just do that? How and do you so, like, have you seen video, videos of yourself playing football? Right, like, right. Video, you're like, what? That's yeah. like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Bro, my next thing is um, the Kid Super Studio. The whole yeah. idea of like moving in the house with all your friends and creatives. Like, what was that light bulb like, that's that you had where us. it's like, because that's so, a big dream for a lot of like creatives. It's like to live in a house with your friends and like create. Right. It's funny because it kind of came, um, organically so i had done this dorm thing right where i was selling out of the dorm then my dean of housing was like this isn't allowed right so i was already living in a store right because i made my dorm look like a store and then the dean of housing was like this can't happen you're gonna get kicked out if you keep doing it (laughs) so i was like all right fuck it i'm gonna go and find a space where i can live in right Cause I knew I wasn't going to be able to one for who I am. I wasn't going to be able to like live in one place and work in another and pay two rents. Like it just seemed stupid. And at the time, I think I had like 3000 Instagram followers, which obviously Instagram is in everything, but it shows you how little you can sell or how well you can sell. So nobody was wanting me to make a store there wasn't like a demand for a kid superstore <laughs> so uh, i was like okay fuck it i'm gonna make a store that i live in and then hopefully it grows from there so i found this place i went on all over new york search searching for a building and i found this place on craigslist and hilarious to find a place on craigslist but on the craigslist ad it said there was a bathtub right like it just showed a picture of a bathtub and I called the guy. I was like, I'm in whatever you need. I'm in. And the guy was like, what? I was like, 
I don't know where this is. I don't know what it is, but it has a bathtub. And I knew I could live in there if it had a bathtub because that's all, all the other places, I, all the other storefronts didn't have bathtubs. So, no, bathtub. <laughs> um, so then I knew I could shower and stuff. So um, then I signed the lease and it was like overnight and it was super cheap, super affordable and ended up being right next to Mishka which was a brand at the time. But Mishka was famous for um, getting, uh, Mishka at the time was famous for having this location that was kind of in the middle of nowhere, right? Mm. And I remember going to Mishka and being like, wow, who would come here? You know what I mean? And then fast forward a couple of years, I ended up being right next to Mishka. So it was cool. I was like, wow, I'm creating this kind of streetwear block in Brooklyn. You know, and I thought, and then another streetwear store opened up like a half a block away, and we were like, "Oh man, this is gonna this is something, right?" And so I remember I was a junior in college, right? I would I like lined up all my classes, so I'd have like Monday, Tuesday full classes, and then like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday no classes. But I had soccer in the morning, so I'd go to soccer, then I'd come back to the store. And when I was in the store, I would just be sitting there like. Wow, nobody's come into this store. You know what I mean? And I was like, this sucks. I was like, I did all, I did all of this work and no one's coming to the store. Because I wasn't well known and having a store in the middle of nowhere doesn't bring foot traffic. <laughs> yeah. So you'd get like one or two people a day. Right. So Were you like, alone? What? Were you alone at that time when you like started? Yeah, yeah. I was. I had a couple friends. I had a a girlfriend that lived in the build in the store with me to pay for half the rent. But besides <laughs> it's like that, three, yeah, it was three just, stories, eh? It was just it, there were three stories, but that wasn't the case at the time. I just had the oh, storefront. Okay. I was renting it. So then I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, this sucks. I just work so hard and I'm just basically working retail at a store that nobody comes to. <laughs> so I was like, okay, how can I make this store? I was like, wait, but I'm the boss of this store i created <laughs> i can do anything so i was like how can i make this store at least a fun place for people to come and not even shop but just be creative so right. it's like okay i'm gonna build a recording studio in the basement i'm gonna turf the backyard so it's a little soccer field i'm gonna put up photo shoot stuff so people can come photo shoot and i remember i got this converse had hit me up because um Actually, this is a funny story. So my friend Doug, who now manages Lolo, right? Yeah. And he's the kid super records guy if we ever make it truly official, but we one day will. <laughs> but um, he was interning at this company that did ads or did like, uh, like a creative agency, whatever. And they were working with Converse and they had called me in to tell him what was cool in New York City. You know what I mean? So they had all of these people's tumblers, like Ian Connor, da da da. Because at that time they were like, these guys are all the like it dudes in New York. And I was like, yes, these are the cool guys. But I was like, these, there was like Flatbush Zombies, everyone. I was like, these guys are actually cool. Like they actually do stuff. Blah, blah, right. blah. And so at the time they were like, so what do you do? And I was like, well, I got this brand, blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, we really like you. I was like, oh, well, you could. <laughs> You could pitch Are me to cool? Converse as well. <laughs> and so they pitched me to Converse, and Converse was like, yeah, we'll use him uh, on the ad campaign. So I get there, and this is my first time, and, like, Flatbush Zombies ended up getting it. 
Um, I got it. I forgot who else got it. But um, I remember going in and they were like, um, this, this is $5,000. And I was like, I have to pay $5,000 to be here. And they're like, they're like, no, we're paying you $5,000. I was like, you're paying me five thousand here. I was like, "Holy shit!" And I was like, "Yeah, what do I have to do?" They're like, "A couple pictures, blah blah blah." So I did like, boom, boom, pictures, and I got five thousand dollars. So I was like, "Holy shit, this is awesome!" And I took the five thousand dollars and blew it one hundred percent on the recording studio. So that's how I got the funds to do all the recording studio. So I just bought a mic, I bought all this stuff, bought all this equipment, and so I had this recording studio that was. Not the best ever, but we're in a time when you don't need the best ever to have yeah. a recording studio. And it was a but vibe. You had a vibe around. I had the like vibe, and I was like, how can I make this the best place ever? And so I uh, stole a vending machine door. <laughs> and From where, bro? Pier 40, which is a <laughs> soccer field. Shout out. The greatest thing ever about this stealing of this vending machine door is I had grown up on Pier 40. It's our, It's my local uh soccer team or soccer field it's a pier and you'd always get your bag stolen always and like your wallet everything you always go to the lady and be like yo my shit got stolen and they're like there's no cameras here blah 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 and so i was like there's no cameras here there's no cameras here. so then they always had vending machines around there and i was like i need this vending machine door to make the best recording studio and i was like there's a broken vending machine here it hasn't been fixed in like five years. Fuck it, I'm gonna steal the door. Yeah, I just need a door. So I had this ridiculous plan, and I brought a saw, and I dressed up like a construction worker, and I. And the, the you story, ripped the door like on and, the spot. And I ripped, I cut off <laughs> the vending machine door, which is like it's like fraud, like uh, bank. It's like theft. It's it's everything. everything. Destruction of property because it has money in it. So it's the worst thing to steal because you don't really gain anything and it's like really uh, a crime. So don't tell anyone I ever did this. No, no, no one knows. I no, tell you my you know, like just walk into the Oh door. my God, so then I was with my best friend from when I was five in Wisconsin because after college, he didn't know what he was doing. So I was like, yo, just come live with me and we'll do this kid super stuff. And so we are stealing the door and he was like, yo, I'm coming. And I had talked about stealing the door for like a year and he was like, I'll come live with <laughs> He was like, I'll come, I'll live with you, everything, but I'm not but I'm not stealing the door with you. And I was like, fine, no worries. We'll never steal this door. And so one day I was like, meet me. He had slept over at his uh, ex-girlfriend's house, who I hated. So he was already in a bad mental state. But he was living, he was sleeping in the city. And I was like, yo, meet me in the city at 8 a.m. And I'm, I never do anything at 8 a.m. So he was like, what the fuck? And I was like, trust me. And I had all the gear. I had our hard hats, vests. I had the saw and I was like, we're stealing the thing. He was like, no man, I can't do this. I was like, come on, like, you gotta remember this. So anyways, when we stole it, we tied it up in bed sheets and put it on our heads, right? And we walked out of <laughs> and nobody- the evidence. It was just like so ridiculous and it was at like 1 p.m. that nobody thought it was, no one could believe it was, we were hiding in plain sight. Nobody could believe we would be this ridiculous. So we tied bed sheets around and we just walked out of the soccer field with it. And it was the heaviest thing I've ever carried in my life. Because the door, it's, it isn't this thin. It's like this thick. Like, 
Then these stores are mad heavy, and we still had the coins in it, which what? we got a couple what? coins. No. <laughs> so anyway, the funniest thing about it is like we're carrying it right, and this fuck <laughs> my friend is like screaming at me right while he's this he's like i didn't want to fucking steal this like, what the fucking hate you you're the worst person ever blah 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 and then he, was walking, dude. <laughs> he was convinced he had the heavier side right he's like i have the heavier side I, don't know why I'm I was like it's a fucking door there's not a heavier side but anyways i i kept being like dude you're the strongest guy ever I was like, without you, we would be nothing. But you always have to motivate them in these times. So anyways, we fucking get it back to the store. And he's ripping off all the wires because he thinks there's tracking, right? And he's burning it because like, we had like a flamethrower type thing. And he's just lighting everything on fire. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, stop. There's no tracking on the door. He's like, the cereal code. <laughs> and so he's ripping it. But anyways. We lift up the door, right? And this had been like, I'm making this story short, which is crazy because it's yeah. I've already been talking about it. But it's like, it's the longest story ever. But anyways, we lift up the door and there's a sticker on where the uh, cans come out or the candy comes out because it's M&M. And it says on the sticker, it says, only those who want to be forgotten give up. And we read it and I look at my best friend from when I was five and I'm like, <gasps> This is the most meaningful moment of our life. I was like, this is our Jesus. So basically <laughs> that story kind of represented the whole kid super thing. And it was like this kind of crazy idea, but going through. And then the crazy thing is that ended up being the store for the, the door for the recording studio. And then fast forward like six months, um, fast forward like six months, Russ came to the store and Russ was like, I love this fucking um, recording studio. The Eminem door is crazy. He ended up Gosh. living there for six months. He ended up recording like five songs off. Before his like world come up. And then I did the album art and like, so it was just kind of this crazy moment that led to all of these other moments and looking back on it. Yeah, that only those who want to be forgotten give up, so. Pretty cool story. Yeah, Did you still talk to that guy? To yeah. Will? He just commented. Oh, yeah? The guy that held the door? Yeah. That's like my <laughs> best friend. Shout out to Will, man. Yeah. <laughs> Despite him being a pussy, he is still my best friend. Bro, how did you make the door slide? Like, okay, that's another thing. I'm oh. a, I'm basically a professional carpenter after this whole thing. Damn. But <laughs> I, I was, like, really trying hard to um, figure out um how to make it slide and obviously i wanted it so that it was going to be like m&m snickers da 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 everything right and then it was going to be kid super and if you click the kid super thing it was going to go like but i looked up that whole like and it's like a thirty thousand um, <laughs> dollar thing so i was like okay i'm not going to have this automated based on button but in the future i probably will but um so I bought this like random tool, like it's it was built for like uh, like barn houses, and you it had this tracking, and then I screwed it into the thing, and then I drilled a uh, into the concrete floor like uh, a little hole, and I had a tracking and whatever it was complicated, but I I made it work, which was amazing, <laughs> and yeah, now it's like a sliding. 
Eminem door. That's so. That's crazy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in awe right now, bro. I don't even know like what to. That's crazy. All these stories and it's like insane, bro. It just it just proves like. Yeah, that's, that's a good. That's today. a good story. Yeah. And you, what about your mom, bro? Because because she was an artist, so she definitely influenced you. Like you, you've been making mom, art for you a while. Talk? Yeah, let's go. Mama, mama. <laughs> she, my mom is fake shy. Oh, have yeah. you, I read the question. Have you ever met Mac Miller? He's the first person to ever wear a kid super. Oh, mom's there. Hey, story. mom. How are you? <laughs> Hola. Hello. Thank you. Who are you guys? Uh, we're just two creatives that own a brand, and yeah, we just got on a call with Kid Super. The, did, uh, did you do the, the football thing? No. Oh, okay. No, I did a little soccer challenge, though. That yeah. was really yeah, cool. Yeah, he sent it to, uh, to yeah. Tom. Mom, yeah. I got a question, Mom. Did you know about the door? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know before, but I knew after. Right. <laughs> I may get two police officers knocking at the door. <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of wild people, so they're accepting. No, right. I mean, accept it, but it was okay, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's amazing. I mean, there's a door. It's not like a bank or. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been re we watched the Count of Monte Cristo just now, so we're really on our vengeance and mm. good stories. Yeah, really. Amazing. <laughs> but tell them about yourself. Yeah, I want to know about like how much impact you had on on your boys. A hundred percent. Yeah, because I moved to New York in the seventies yeah. to pursue the late seventies and and eighties. So eighties. I'm not that old. Um, to pursue the art. So we were doing performance art at that time. I don't know if you know anything about that. Galleries. And give, us, yeah. give us. I a, worked at the Mud Club. Give us a little oh. bit. <laughs> flex. She needs to flex. <laughs> so Colin and I, Colin and I grew up together making. Grew up together. Making, <laughs> right. Yeah, I would always do drawings with her. Yeah. Nice. Like Valentine's Day for his school, we'd make them by hand. Hmm. Did you see him do the potato? Yeah, she's taught me all our, of our te techniques. Should we bring in Dad? Dad! He's going to pop in, too? Oh, man. Big Legend. celebrity. Uh, Legendary. Peter. Big. <laughs> hey, guys. The legend. Here. How's it going? Oh, my God. Look How are you Hi, Dad. What's up? We're Chris and Aldo. So I'm the brains behind the whole package, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh. but, um, but yeah, so that's that's the family. Bro. Oh, thank that you. Says, that says a lot. We're all together. Yeah. Now, since the coronavirus has brought us all together. That's, that's amazing, yeah. Even me, like, bro, I wish I could see, like, my family. And I went to Toronto, like, last weekend. You're from Toronto? Crazy. Yeah, Toronto. It was crazy. Cool. So I was going to go to my mom and my sister called me. She's like, no, like you went to Toronto. You should wait like 14 days before you go see mom and the little brothers, you know? And I was like, okay. I'm going to stay with this baby. Yeah. For two weeks. <laughs> it's been crashing on my couch. It's been good times though. Everyone makes their own families, right? That's it. Yeah, 100%. That's 
Love you, Mark. Love very, you, Mark. very politically <laughs> correct answer. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. What, 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 uh, what are you thinking? There's so much, so much, so many questions, bro. Like, um, man, like that must, like you must have so much shit to do, you know? Like, how many, how many are you guys? Like your team, though. I guess. I mean, it's all my friends are always helping. Um, right then we always have different projects depending on what we're doing the cool thing too is also the brand is like i'll make a post and be like i need 17 sewers tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) and then they'll come and hang out and then they'll be part of the family and then some of them will stay and some of them will grow and blah 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 but yeah no that's always like a hard thing to do is like even like paying people consistently is like, yeah. it's, it's so difficult. Like, so it's, yeah, it's hard to make money to keep this whole thing alive. Yeah. As well. yeah. And that's people are always asking me about that. And they think like we have, we're crushing it, but also moments. Yeah. Like if I didn't do all the extracurricular activities that make me money outside of the brand, like album arts, merch design, artwork, music yeah. videos, like freelance, we would have been gone long time ago. Right. But luckily, or not luckily, but due to all of those other things, it'll be like, fuck, we didn't make, or like, I spent all the money. It's like, okay, now I just made another 20K off of designing for someone else. We're back. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, it's like that story of um, um, the, what was it, the, uh, the pop-up you guys did, um, ComplexCon. Like yeah. the whole, I watched that whole video and like, how you guys needed like $7,000 before going. <laughs> like, how'd you make that happen? Just kind of. I think we needed, we needed $7,000 to, um, no, we sold t-shirts, but I think we ended up not even making the $7,000. <laughs> I, like $4,000. I mean, there's been many times when I owed, luckily my credit card limit's so low. So I never really max it out. Cause it's like $2,000. Yeah. So, but if I had a huge credit card line, I'd probably owe a lot more money. <laughs> <I> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's always, just... the thing is, it's also like, there was no plan there. Not that there wasn't a plan, but there was no, I didn't know anyone who was doing it before me. So a lot of the times I was just shooting in the dark, like, I guess we'll do this. And all my friends and everyone's like looking at me to have this master plan which I do often have the master plan, but they're made up. (laughs) So it's like, oh shit, this this one worked. Like in my mind, everyone's like, it worked. And I'm like, it worked. (laughs) Thank God. No plan's a perfect plan, you know? But um, now is the point, like now we've gotten to the point where it's the winging stuff I'm good at. Like that, pulling things out of thin air is like my, my number one talent but now it's getting to the point where it's like how do i plan for the future etc etc and this whole corona thing mm. i had so many plans yeah. for this year that it's just like nothing ma- now nothing matters you know what i mean i was like <laughs> okay this is my year where i'm gonna plan this is the year where i'm gonna go <laughs> and then now it's like okay that got canceled that got canceled that got canceled so um how are you coping with that right now like what's do you have kind of a 
mindset. Well, I was going to do like a big Coachella thing. I was going to do a big, we were trying to do like a kid's super music festival. We were trying to do like, I was trying to release or do another Paris show, blah, blah, blah. And like all of those things are canceled. So now it's like, okay, might as well do stuff that I did. I almost didn't have the time to do. So been like painting or I haven't started painting, but in my head, I'm going to start painting. I was trying to write a movie. I was trying to, um, you know, do silly things like that. Right. But it's, it's kind of fun. Like I was a little stressed about this um year about all this stuff you know what i mean yeah i was very stressed about finishing all these things i was like fuck how am i gonna do this and this and this and now it's like well oh. i guess none of that <laughs> <laughs> move on to the <laughs> so we'll same with the tv the show too eh you had the whole tv show you wanted to roll out yeah i mean that i'm gonna do well we've right. pitched tv shows like left i've been pitching to tv shows for like five years and so we met with um I met with Netflix, I met with HBO, which was fucking crazy. And that came because that basically all started because I Instagrammed, I need a TV show. <laughs> and some kid was like, you do need a TV show. I was like, I've been saying I need a TV show. <laughs> and I had done, I had done a video with Vice, right? Went yes. Soccer. I don't know if you've seen it from way back, but I hosted a soccer video in Germany. And the producer was like, you could have, um, a TV show. And I was like, I know. He's like, come up with a pitch deck and blah, blah. So I had this like amazing pitch deck that me and Foda did. And so when this kid had DM'd me, he was like, you do need a TV show. I was like, look at my pitch decks. And I like send him all my pitch decks. And he was like, what the fuck? And it was just a random kid, but he happened to work at anonymous content, which is a big uh, production company that did like the revenant with Leo DiCaprio. So then they were in LA, they were like, come to LA and we'll meet. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to be in LA for ComplexCon, the same video. I was like, meet me. I'll meet a week after ComplexCon. So then I have this meeting with this guy and they're like, yeah, we did The Revenant. We did Mr. Robot. We did all these crazy things. And I was like, fuck, okay, I'm in. <laughs> like, you had me at Leo. And so um, <laughs> then they're like, it took like, four months and then they're like yeah this is kind of slow blah 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 slow 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 and so i was like damn it i thought i was gonna be i was gonna get an oscar by now <laughs> <laughs> and so from then that got word about about the tv show and then another production company picked me up and then from there i was like all i want to do is meet netflix and then i got to meet netflix and that was about like six months ago and so um they were like we love the idea but da, 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 da. and so now i'm still working but i got the meeting with netflix and they liked it they just didn't love it so they didn't love like i didn't have enough followers i didn't have enough because there's people out there with like yeah i'm a youtuber with 30 million subscribers yeah. and blah, blah blah and they're obviously getting a tv show um before me for the for now until right 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 was that always it. in your mind? You always wanted to do like acting, because I, I know I know you incorporated it with your your brand. Right. Like, I mean, I was always doing silly like home shit, videos. Man. Yeah. Right. We were always doing videos and like That's funny, bro. The we were one where you guys are at the pool table all together and shit. Oh, the, mar the marriage one. Masterpiece. I was like, fuck. Masterpiece. Just a bunch of masterpieces. <laughs> <laughs> 
But also, and that was fun. Those are fun. Oh, bro. The, the fashion, the fashion speed, speed. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> those are all, like, the content and making the stuff is always, like, it's great that, that's what I love the most about Kid Super is, like, that is Kid Super. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a representation it's of Making these kids, doing these ridiculous things. Um, you know what I mean? So I love that that's somehow I convinced the brand or the world to be now I can do anything and it's yeah. just super as long yes. as it's good and that's another thing I feel like the quality of things that I release are always at a high level right yeah everything you do kind of have an impact man it's crazy though yeah. like even when you you were trying to raise money and uh you added on the website uh donate for the boys <laughs> yeah. I have the picture of your buddies no bro you post that and I remember the bank calling me and telling me, oh, I had, a, I had like a debt for like $13,000, dollars $14,000. And the bank was like, listen, it's Friday. If by Monday you have 4.5K, we're going to cancel everything and you're free. You're free to go. You know? <laughs> I was like, holy fucking shit. I got to find this fucking money. And I remember you like raising the money and everything. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna find this money, bro. I didn't sleep like the whole weekend. Like I was just like selling shit, go, 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 bro. I sell fucking everything. I just get my no diploma pieces. That's it. I had like two outfits, two pair of pants, two pair of shoes. I was like, fuck this shit. Fuck it. <laughs> everything, bro. It was crazy, man. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's 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 crazy to hear stories that like where what we're doing is inspiring people. Yeah, that that's beautiful. Two percent. Uh, I have one question too about the whole complex con thing, like you being a brand that's so like different than most of the commercial brands, and like complex con being kind of a commercial hype uh, event, if you could say. Um, when you went there, like. Did you, like, was it hard for you to be like, yo, I'm going to do this? Like, 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 did you see Kid Super belong there? Like, I know you guys created your own type of booth and you have your own. Right. Like, was, uh, I don't know. Was, You're was not the commercial at all. Yeah. No. We, I didn't think I was going to do so well as, as well as I did. Right. And so, like, yeah, it, it was cool to see, because we did it our own way. I did, like, a marriage booth yeah, was thing, sick. which was hilarious. <laughs> We got ordained, so we really could <laughs> get you married. Um, but yeah, we crushed it. And then it's cool, like, you think that all these brands that are, like, the cool guys or, like, the straight corporate guys, yeah. you think that they're going to be like that. Mm -hmm. But they're actually regular people that love this world as well. They love creating. They want right. to have their own brand. So it's cool to meet all your peers and be like, holy shit, we're best friends, like, I met with Daily Paper there, which was yeah. amazing because that was very, they're awesome dudes that uh, now I, I because I never really had friends within that also had brands, you know right. what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I wasn't so much in that world of like yeah. uh, hype beast or whatever, right. where it's like, yeah, I'm starting a brand. Oh, me too. I didn't have that. So right. going to this complex con thing was really cool to meet uh people that were doing it and also everyone has a similar story you know what i mean like everyone at a time was scared about selling one t-shirt you know what i mean and now people are lining up to buy your stuff and that like 
arc is fucking crazy because you still are the same person that was trying to sell one t-shirt. So it's pretty cool to meet people that are through the same. And everyone has their own stories that are all kind of similar or parallel. And now when you get to like trying to perfect your business, a lot of these brands have good insight, like how they progress to really, I mean like Daily Paper now is, uh, has like 40 employees. Yeah. So it's like, what are they doing? I, I need to call them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just get some advice and yeah. Yeah, and I never had a mentor. Not that I still don't really have a mentor, but it was right. cool to be around people that had done it. And that's what I loved about Complex Sun. And right. people really respected what we were doing. And a lot of people got to see Kid Super that didn't know what Kid Super was. And got extra eyes, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of like famous people came by, like, um, and that was cool. Like Alexander Wang bought some stuff, which is always <laughs> just whatever. Yeah, just... pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man i've seen you like like was there ever a moment where you you saw someone that worse wore a piece of yours that you got like super pumped up because i know a lot of people almost wear, every single day every time man yeah if anyone <laughs> wears anything i'm pumped yeah famous or not famous right but yeah sometimes we'll be like holy shit how did they get it <laughs> or, yeah the first time you feel like that you know yeah almost everyone but i mean yeah the crazy thing is becoming like friends with these people. It's like this, the clothes open up the door and now I can call Jay Balvin if I wanted to. You know? Do merch line. And yeah. yeah, and so that's cool. But it was always like, it was always like, um, they'd come to me and like, oh, I love your clothes, let me wear it. I was like, by the way, I make videos, I make album art, I make uh -huh. It's like, I was never, like the end goal was never to have them wear it. I always wanted to do more. And so, so that's kind of how it all started with all those different things. And then I was doing so many creative stuff for myself that um, they would always see it and be like, wait, I want that. Oh, wait, why isn't, why don't I have a claymation video or stuff like that? Right. I cannot see you like our direction a video for like what you did for us, that video you did. Yeah. Uh, I cannot see you like directing a video like that for Bad Bunny. I know, so, I got to send it to Bad Bunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially now, yeah, because bro, we're all time. inside. Yeah, that's it. It's the time Maybe to reach out. up this guy. Because I was thinking, I was like, I was like, claymation videos are about to be huge because nobody can go anywhere. So maybe, okay. maybe uh, I'll start doing that. Uh, um, yeah, we'll see. Um. Bro, should we start answering? We got a lot of questions from uh, our community, and I'm sure yeah, I keep people. seeing them. Let's, but... let's start digging in here, bro. I don't want right, to ask questions. Right. How long did the Cherry Hill video take? So that's the one I see right now. I uh, had 11 bro. days because fucking Russ decided to <laughs> uh, let me do the. I had pitched him a claymation for so long, and he was like, "Finally, let's do it." But he was dropping his next single for the new album in 11 days so then i only had 11 days i almost died but yeah shout out to us <laughs> super what's something you've learned now that you tell your younger self so ah uh, that's a hard one i people have asked me that um before um what's something you've learned now that you tell yourself um i don't know i was always had a good vision i always was mm -hmm. like 
what I think, and I never lost it, but I would tell someone else is like, never lose enthusiasm towards this. This is always fun. You know what I mean? At right. the end of the day, you're picking what you want to do. So, uh, oh. I guess, fuck, I don't know. I haven't figured it out. Next question. <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll keep posting them up here. So yeah. Before jumping to the other question, talking about yeah. like learning and teaching, yeah. um, if there was a class that you could teach, I low-key think I could be a teacher for something. For sure. Uh, well, but since I was um, a, what's it called? I was a math major, right? Yes. And I remember when I was in, I had this store and this little kid, he was probably like 16, he came over and he was a huge uh, fan of underachievers, right? And he was, and flat he was into all this Eastern philosophy and chakras and all this stuff. And I was like, dude, you must read all the time because he was talking about all the, I was like, how are you knowing this? Like, this is so cool that you're so interested in this at such a young age. Because when I was 15, I wasn't reading books about Eastern philosophy. I was playing soccer and drawing and stuff. And so he was like, yeah, I do this. I was like, you must be amazing at school. He's like, I actually failed. And I was like, how the fuck did you fail if you're going home and reading Eastern philosophy He's like, I can't, he's like, I hate math class. I hate blah, blah, blah. I was like, you know, I was a math uh, major in college. And he was like, well, if you were my teacher, I would have 100% got a 100. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe I should teach math or try to make math cool again. You would be teaching math. You would teach math? I teach math. I teach like maybe a, out, yeah, maybe an outside the box thinking some random class. But yeah, I would love to. Um, teach something. What about like a what about a a funky name? Like, how would you call the class? Oh yeah, I mean some some. Uh, I don't know if you know, but NYU has all these random classes where you can be like studied in like DJing and Eastern philosophy. But um, <laughs> do you personally cast the models for your shoots? If so, what do you look for? One hundred percent always cast. I hate using actual models i only like using yes. people with cool stories um the last one i used was a teacher, a teacher um because one of my friends actually became like a top model and um uh, he's like the face of all those big brands and i was like how much money did you make and he was like yeah i mean and he told me how much money he was making and i was like holy fuck imagine if they paid teachers this much money so I was like, fuck it, I'm only using teachers. Teachers. <laughs> well, because it's kind of crazy that models get paid a lot. Bro, yeah. I just don't understand why you don't just give all models $5. It's like, what else are they going to do? They're going to run off and who's going to give them $10? Maybe. Yeah. But then teachers, you pay them 40 k and that's supposedly acceptable. So I think that yeah. whole thing should change. So now I, I might only use teachers, uh, teachers for <laughs> Long that's amazing time. bro even yeah. us bro like we don't we don't really work with like top models you know we've been like choosing people from the community people who really feel like what we're doing you know yeah i mean like also it's like one good looking people look decent in clothes but they don't look any better than not good you yeah. know what i mean like normal, yeah. it's it's about the clothes anyway so who cares about the uh, the face and models usually have horrible personalities. <laughs> I mean, obviously some are cool, but you know what I mean. And now the people that model for us, 
they they actually got like hired by like agencies they got like signed <laughs> up and shit. we're like yo where's our cut <laughs> also like for kids super it's all about different being weird outside the box yeah paving your own lane so fuck it i'm Absolutely. i'm i'm with the i'm with the teachers right. um and my mom's a teacher so who cares Shout out mom how did the action bronson longest trench coat in the world come together the runway was so sick so that's a great story so action bronson obviously an absolute legend and he, me and him had dm'd a little bit because he actually paints a lot so he liked no my, way. He, yeah he's a big painter so he actually liked my painting stuff more than and he'd always ask me little questions and we'd always be talking on dm and so when i did the bull in a china shop in paris he was like, yo, if you ever need a, he was like, if you need a bull to walk for the Paris show, I'll be the bull. Like, actually, because he looks like a bull. And I was like, that's fucking amazing. I was bro. like, what do you need? How do I get you to Paris? Like, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, I don't know. Blah, blah. And it just didn't make sense to get him to Paris. Like, it just didn't align. Up, yeah. And so when I did the New York one, I was like, he's uh uh in new york he lives in queens like he could definitely so i was like yo we're doing this uh fashion show where all the clothes are made from recycling uh donated clothes come by to queen uh queens to see it i'd love for you to walk and he was like say less i'll be there in 30 minutes and i was like <laughs> action bronson's going so then he comes and we're like what are we gonna put him in because he's he's a unique <laughs> size to say the least <laughs> and so he gets there and he is hilarious he's like as he is on TV on or whatever yeah. but better in real life so he's like walks in and he's like he brings a bottle of olive oil because he's an absolute class act gives me a bottle of olive oil as a present i'm like oh my god you're the greatest dude ever and so and then we're talking blah 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 blah, blah and he's got everyone laughing and he's sitting there and he's there he's like i want a trench coat and he's like, I want the longest trench coat ever. And he's joking, he said, right? No he said that. He's joking. And we're like, that's the best idea ever. <laughs> and we have all this material. Just we make can it. do this. Yeah. And I was like, say less. I was like, we're doing the longest trench coat ever. And so I don't think he oh. believed us. And I don't think if if we were. I thought it was a joke or something. Yeah. If it was a joke. But. Um, yeah, that's how it came to be. And then he came and walked, and he was just, there's a video, in the Vice video, there's a clip of him and everybody in the back celebrating. And he's like, yeah, everyone. <laughs> and I wasn't even there because I was in the front, so I didn't even see it. So it just showed what a perfect moment that was and what a great guy Action is. And so, yeah, me and Action are working on a bunch of other stuff. We were gonna do some shit, but now the world's over, so I don't know. <laughs> Ask the question. Okay. We got some questions from the classmates, actually, from the people uh, that we selected. Can we uh, what advice on quitting your nine to five and starting a company? Everyone always says like, "Fuck the nine to five, blah blah blah," and I don't agree with that. I right. think, I mean, I think there's there's respect self-respect and everything you got anyone does as long as you're doing it as hard as you can um but i do think if you are unhappy with it and your goal is to and you have some kind of support system or even if you don't going for it 
I know people that have gone for it and it's worked and they've, they quit their job and they went for it and it really worked. And that's the thing. I think going for it is half the battle, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I think there's also a little bit is if you do go for it, you can't be shy about things. You know what I mean? You can't be like, Oh, it's just going to come to me. You have to be like hitting everyone up, trying your hardest. It's like, and people are going to initially, if someone shuts the door on you, they're not going to shut the door on you a hundred times. You know what I mean? So you, they'll shut the door on you once or twice. But if you're really trying to commit to something that you feel is your passion or whatever, I think it's about going through it. But no disrespect to people that have nine to five. 100%. Who's uh, one brand or person you really want to collaborate with? Ronaldinho. And I want to make out with him. I want to marry him. <laughs> um, yeah, everything. I'll do this but, better, man. I've been trying to. I've been trying to get Ronaldinho's attention. I married you guys. Yeah, exactly. We need yeah. that. We're gonna he's, like, trying to marry, he's trying to marry two girls. So what's another random? Girl, that's fine. <laughs> we can be like a like a beach football field in New York. That would be sick. We're gonna get. If he can get out of prison, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do something. But yeah, I'd love to. A, then we do a no diploma FC against Kid Super FC, man. I saw the touch. I was impressed with the touch. He's he's, Ooh, he's good. He's good. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I saw the touch, so we can set that up. Yeah. How do you how do you go from creative freedom to a sustainable business? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard one. And that was the great thing. That was kind of the reason I got into t-shirt making was it was a tangible way to make money. I would make a design, put it on a t-shirt, and I could sell it. And so making that was always something that even my mom always says was like she was never business focused or oriented. So she never thought about making money through it. And I had actually kind of started weirdly by making money. So, I mean, I was somewhat focused on the money aspect of it. Right. But I am the worst at all this business stuff. <laughs> I just make enough money to do a ridiculous project what she said my, my mom says the word ridiculous is not a good word <laughs> you got anyone else uh, but i would say like i make enough money and then if i have an excess of money i will spend that on a creative process more a project so right. one of those things being these fashion shows so i spent a lot of money on fashion shows. On these fashion shows. Because it's not on the calendar, right? You're just creating it, like, on your own. Yeah, I mean, that that is not a cheap thing to do. It's yeah. also in Paris. <laughs> yeah, fuck. So whatever, how much money you think it is, just multiply it by, like, five, because <laughs> it's in Paris. So, like, I have no plugs. I have no friends. I have, it's in Paris, so they, people already hate you because you're American. So no discount. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's how I do it. But, um, yeah, I think many people would have taken the money that I've made and kind of saved it or put it into different things. But I was always doing these for creative projects. So anytime I have extra money, I'm like, I think, oh, maybe I'll do a short film or a silly whatever. Right. Damn. Uh, let's see, man. <laughs> How can I get in your next show? <laughs> For a fashion show, become a teacher. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You heard it. You heard it. Um, when are you releasing uh, Kid Super Underwear? 
I have an idea to release Hit Super Underwear, where the underwear. <laughs> the underwear is like Magnum condoms, so it's for the big, the big guys, the big guys. But they're actually <laughs> just going to be shaped the exact same way. But I want there to be a pre preconceived notion that if you wear Kid Super underwear, you have a blessed package. package. <laughs> Which I think will be hilarious. My mom's listening to me, so that's even more funny. <laughs> what else do we have, bro? Yeah, uh, people are speaking about football in the conversation, yeah. man. They're talking about Liverpool, Atletico. Oh, uh, soccer? Yeah. I'm a Real Madrid club? fan. Yeah, what's your favorite club? Real Madrid, unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to like them. But it's just my grandfather and me used to watch them together. And he's from Spain, and so I have a weird connection to them. Is your family from, from Madrid? Yeah, my mom's from Madrid. Sick, sick. Nice. I, I played Madrid, man, for like a year or two, man. Like yeah. four years ago, actually. Crazy. Yeah, amazing. Uh, How can I be as cool as you? It's a very complicated <laughs> hair routine. It's a weird <laughs> formula. <laughs> no, just try your hardest and be uh, fearless. And yeah, don't take stuff too seriously. Yeah, fear is the worst shit, man. Do you feel it's necessary to be multi multidisciplinary as an artist today? Um, would you, uh, I'll answer that in two seconds. Would you do a fashion show with another designer like Kid Super, Pierre Moss? Absolutely. I'm all about collaboration. And Pierre Moss is fucking, I love all the stuff he does outside of the brand with the little videos and everything. He's also kind of crushing it now. Yeah. Um, so, for sure. And what was the question you said? Oh, multidisciplinary. Yeah. Um, I think before this many people were multidisciplinary we just have you have access to my whole life so you know when i'm doing other things but before you like um many people throughout history were doing many things it was just since there wasn't so much visuals on everything you only saw the thing they were most successful with right so I do think that this idea of mold, I don't think, I think if you spread yourself too thin, which my mom is always, and my parents are always saying, you can sometimes not focus and that's a bad thing. But I also think if you have a creative or like whatever, everyone has a different perspective, you can apply that to different fields. So even right. if I gave you a paintbrush and something, we could see something from your perspective, but it doesn't make you a good painter. That's it. I, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I mean, like, who played Gladiator? Dad, who's the actor in Gladiator? Russell Crowe came to America as a singer. Crazy. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah, as a band. Uh, uh, Basquiat was in a band. I mean, yeah. so. There's and you're, many you're, you're like really hands-on with, with everything you do, too. Like, just seeing the process, like, some of those videos, like, like sewing your shit, like painting, fucking every making songs, making hit songs. Right. <laughs> it must be hard to always acting. do one thing, man, to be honest. Yeah. No, I think I I would like I know I think doing one thing is good and I respect anyone who has that yeah, craft. Absolutely. 
And I want to be around people that do one thing, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. When I'm around someone that's like, oh, I do this, oh, I do this, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need all these ideas, especially when you're working in a team, you don't want someone doing a million things. Right. So um, that's true. it's hard. So I do think getting really good at things is also like the craftsmanship of <laughs> everything. Like when you look up people that have, I mean, you can just think like, that documentary on Jiro dreams of Kiro dreams of sushi where he's been, been doing sushi for 60 years every day it's like that's a person if you're trying to make sushi Fast. you yeah. want him you don't want the person who also has a rock band and also paints <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> so I think there is huge respect to someone who can focus on my mom said she wrote in the group so oh, she's, she's a high priority <laughs> We'll never figure out. She wants to be hidden from what her Instagram is. How hard is it for you to delegate? Damn. Good one, mom. <laughs> <laughs> she knows you. Well, yeah. My, my biggest challenge, too. She's, she's no, delegate, delegating is really hard. It's also, but like, hard, it's hard for multiple reasons. One, giving someone, trusting someone is hard. Right, especially when you micromanage and it's your brand and you want things to like lead yeah. your way. You, you, you have to grow like out of that, and you have to get, um, you have to mature out of that. But also, I find it kind of difficult to teach someone or to train someone to do something that you were doing might take longer than you just doing it, and then I end up doing it. But then, um, no, I fucked up mad times on the delegation. Yeah. I mean, every single one of my close friends, my mom, everybody knows. But yeah, no, that's the we're we're all learning and growing here, that's guys. Good, <laughs> yeah, we're learning to grow. That's how it is. What do you think about making furniture and sculptures? I've done a couple sculptures before. Yeah. Would love to do furniture. Um, that's just a hard business. I don't know anyone who's ever like selling furniture is really difficult. So would like to, I'm trying to sew two bags together, but my needle is so stubborn. <laughs> YouTube baby. YouTube, YouTube university. Yeah. I teach after. Um, yeah. Keep going. More questions. Let's go, like, guys. Um, I have a million questions here. Do it. Do it. <laughs> what's your one uh what's the t-shirt why do you love soccer do you still design everything yourself do you just still design everything yourself or do you have a team yeah absolutely. i i still design everything myself have you ever put friends designs on any of your apparel not really not that much no i haven't i would but when i was making the brand i was very focused in kind of having it's, it be different than other brands. So I thought the only way to really truly be different is if it was my artwork. Mm. But that'll change, hopefully. What advice do you have to other artists that use multiple mediums like you? You gotta get good at one, real good at one, and then everything can be possible. Advice on making a brand stand out from competition. Have a unique story, have a story to tell. I think that's so important. People worry about designs when Nobody cares that Gucci has a tiger making out with a dragon <laughs> on a shirt. Yeah. They just care that it's Gucci because the supporting story the idea, you know, yeah. the yeah. story, the concept. Yeah. yeah. Um, favorite clothing brand besides Kid Super. Ooh, Ooh that's, good. that's a hard one. 
Um, that's a hard one. I don't know. I don't really buy. I've never really bought any clothes. I'm not a real. Um, uh, there's got to be a brand. Oh, Madbury Club. They don't oh. exist. They don't exist anymore. It's too bad. But that was definitely my my big favorite brand. Is that the last piece? Yeah, I got that one of those t-shirts. Yeah, th those dudes are just fucking mad uh, inspiring, man. Just the whole movement, what they do is, yeah. Yeah, so I did Phil. a art show once with Phil. Yeah. And me and Phil got to interview each other for some, for this. So it was cool to talk to yeah. him. And he's like a, a little bit older, but he was, he was, he felt like he knew he was, if I could have a mentor, it would be, it would be I could pick my mentor. Right. It might be Phil. But then he stopped, and now I'm like, what? I mean, he has to be working on something. Yeah. But I wish he kept with it. Um, that studio looked crazy, too, where they would work at. Yeah, I've been a couple times. It was cool. Nice. Man, um, actually, like you sent us your jersey right here. <laughs> Amazing, bro. You know, like it's part of the football culture, like exchange, like t-shirts. Yeah. You know? we don't. Oh, we don't yeah. have a Soccer jersey yet. So. Take your shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> Take your shirt. Off. <laughs> he would too, man. Yeah. Oh, we don't have a soccer jersey yet, so we want to send you a, a rugby shirt. It's a one on one. If 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 you if you're down. So we'll send that that your way. If you're that, we're gonna send it, man. Even if you say no, I don't care. Perfect. <laughs> That's all. Perfect. All these recycled pieces to make one piece. So, but we're gonna send you your your jersey too, so you can sign it. Oh, okay. Send it back. We'll pay for the shipping. We frame <laughs> it and we put it in our future studio. If, if you know anything about Kid Super, you know that the shipping will be very delayed. <laughs> <laughs> The best, bro, is seeing those videos of you guys at the USPS and packing that car, bro. It's just... I mean, we've we've tried to, like, perfect the shipping, and then it just sometimes gets overdone, and then we, we die. But yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. So many people email me, like, where the fuck is my car? <laughs> and we're like, man, we're trying our hardest here. Like, I'm going to give it to you. I will never, ever... Um, not ship it, but it's funny. And then sometimes they'll be like, I'm sorry, man. I just was, you know, da, da, da. It's like, yeah, man, that's a real human behind this stuff. I, I see but, you doing that too. Like, uh, just reaching out to people and being like, Hey, anyone want to help us pack package these goods? You know, like that's a good way to yeah, get people involved. And yeah, yeah I know. But every, it's funny how many times those people have fucked up. Like <laughs> shipping is not easy. It's not. Bro, right? times, and then we get it shipped back and then this i'm like kid how did you mess this up and then they don't know and then you're just like Ugh. but yeah i think everyone i mean you ever um you always fuck it up um, yeah but all right ten five more questions and we're out of here let's go um let me see how do when you drop the album bro <laughs> that's i mean now that we're in quarantine <laughs> got some bars <laughs> now we could just we got a lot to uh get off my chest okay wow I'm click the cabins to see the question <laughs> thank you
Uh, <laughs> I needed that. Uh, when's the hardest part when it comes to manufacturing? That's actually a good question. Um, manufacturing is definitely the hardest part. Always fucks up. Even when you've dealt with a company a couple times or a factory, sometimes the sizing will be completely off. I've done designs where it's like they look nothing like what I designed and they just used a different whole material. And then I end up having to sell this. <laughs> so it's like, actually, this was designed by a Chinese factory, but it's still kind of cool. Um, yeah. Um, as of what's your preference? When did you know you wanted to be an artist? I never even like thought about it like that. You know what I mean? I was always just doing things that I liked. I always thought an artist was something like people called you. I didn't know if it was like, I'm going to be an artist. <laughs> but, you know, now here we are. <laughs> is. Um, what is your favorite part about creating project and making it come to life? Um, I do. I do think it's pretty crazy to make things from thin air in a weird way. You know what I mean? It's like we have these goals. I also like how complete some of these projects are you know it has uh it starts in the middle or like there's an idea and then we go through all this work and then at the end there's a final project and that is a really cool feeling because then it's completed you know what i mean it's done and you can put that as just like check off my life bucket list bam put it into it's like a book and you put it into the library so i really like having these full complete projects like fashion shows or films or complex con or all of these journeys and then you could look back on it and just be yeah. like fuck we did it what does it feel like to design a pair of sneakers and, and flip up and down uh what was it uh <laughs> can you please release it they're the lean t-shirts <laughs> oh yeah when are you releasing those t-shirts bro <laughs> by public demand i think i'm gonna do it next yeah. week. <laughs> How do you deal with the creative anxiety when making something? Forcing all the ideas out makes a lot of pressure and emotions. Mm. I have zero of that. Zero creative anxiety. I just go attack it. I don't even give myself time enough to think. To think that? Damn. I don't even give myself time enough to think about failing. Because it's like, it's like fuck it. Thing, Who gives a fuck? Who cares? Worst case scenario, it doesn't happen. You were already there at the beginning. So, yeah, I never feel that. I think that's a good sign off. Yeah. Let's go. Thank you guys. Bro. One last thing, man. I just wanted yeah. to show you. You can get the two tables. Sure. Man. Bro. The other one too. Yeah. These are some some of my goal lists back mm. in like 2018, 2017, and I've had your name on here a couple times so wow it's been yeah it's, it's been a dream of mine for sure bro hopefully one day we get to do some get to create but uh Perfect. really appreciate you just stepping in here and just appreciate you guys yeah it's been an appreciate honor to follow your journey keep it up bro all the love all the thank support. you guys much love man thank you dude. peace peace. Bro. peace peace guys peace how do i end this <laughs> x on the right corner <laughs> all right bye bye, bye. Peace, peace.
Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We hope that you guys enjoyed it. I mean, we're just here stuck at home on our couches recording these class discussions with artists, creatives, and entrepreneurs with the purpose to inspire you guys. So subscribe, share, and, you know, send this to one of your favorite classmates. Stay home, guys. Stay safe. And stay tuned for some more class discussions with the Dean. 94. Much love. Peace. Step, make it soup. I got my cool up. I get them energy. I get them boost up. Step, make it soup. Back from the future. I like Versace, but this is not Medusa. Step, make it soup. Back from the future. I like Versace, but this is not Medusa. Puff a jacket on, feeling stronger than the wind. Get like me. You should get like me. That's how you win. Walk up in this bitch with different season shit. Why you freezing? I'm a different heat of tip.